Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. I am so stoked because I have the queen of confidence and mi hermana Latina on The Vibe today. And if you don't follow Serena already, you've been missing out majorly. But it's okay because we are about to get into everything and unpack it all because a lot's changed since COVID. A lot from jobs to boys to dating to fucking everything. So before I get into things, I actually met Serena in the bathroom at at an event and I went up to her and I was like, sorry, but I have to say hi. And she was like, don't be sorry, bitch. (laughs) And we ended up taking a picture and it wasn't our best picture. So I'm not reposting that for anyone because it's just I think we both had a glow up since then, Um, but I figured that was the best intro because that is who you are. You literally like, don't fucking be sorry. And I thought that was just amazing. So I don't know where to begin. So let's fucking go. And I'm going to want you to just say who you are, because why not? Okay. I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan. I'm the queen of confidence. I am a content creator, founder, CEO, bad bitch. Uh, reality Instagram TV star now. Uh, I created a show called Let's Fucking Date during quarantine where I date men on blind dates in front of a live audience on Instagram Live and it kind of took off. And I just wanted to thank you so much for having me on. Of course. I'm so grateful that honestly I've been doing, since quarantine happened, I was always doing interviews and then quarantine happened and everyone was like, no, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do anything. So I was like, what better fucking person to have than you who I'll get into, obviously, because you were one of the only people I saw deeply quarantine alone, like deeply alone. So that's something I also want to unpack. But let's get into the basics first. So first of all, I want you to know you are a fucking vibe. Like, do people <laughs> tell you that all the time? Like you are like, whether it's your dance moves, I don't care what it is. Like every time I look at you and I'll get into like my family's feelings about you as well. Like you are a vibe. <laughs> Also, just so you know, we're a Colombian family, so everyone's a major supporter of... Of course. Of course, course. it does. So I I, I have to ask this. I obviously know a little bit of background of your family, but did you always know... Like, did you always know that you had a personality for TV or that you wanted to produce or do something? Like, were you always like that as a little kid? Always, always, always. My parents said that during preschool, they would, like, pick me up. And all the kids would be playing together, like, on the deck, you know, like, on the jungle gym or whatever. And they would just see me, like, alone dancing in front of, like, the window that had a reflection. So I would be looking at myself dancing, like, alone. Like, that was literally... But you were always, like, focused on, like, perfecting and, like, making it good and, like... Yeah, I just always knew I was going to be famous. I always knew that I was going to be a performer. I loved performing. I was in always all the plays. I was always the, the comedic role. I was never, like, the lead. I was always right. I was always the side role, and everyone was like, oh, my God, she's so good. She should have been, like, the lead. But that was just always kind of, like, I was always... So you were always into theatrics, arts, that always, whole vibe. Always. But the thing is, is that my parents are in the industry, so... And my dad is filmmaker, showrunner, writer-director, and he was very... Uh, concerned and as a way of protecting me really shied me away from acting like I did it a little bit but I think that when I was really trying to be serious he was like you're never going to be in control of your career unless you become like a producer a writer a director and so I think he kind of shifted my perspective that he made me want to have ownership over my career and unfortunately a lot of actors don't right because right. They're the cast girls and then they're kind of dependent on a callback and I'm so grateful because at the end of the day I don't really want to be anyone but my fucking self of so. course and that's like really amazing that you did have that one I have to say this because I don't have a father that's really nice of your dad to really be like no we're gonna At the time, make this I did not like it obviously <laughs> I was like you're ruining my dreams like, what the fuck? but you know so yeah 
No, of course. It's just, it's really nice when your parents do steer you in the direction that they know will make sense for you in like 10 years from now, which is what you actually would have wanted. So I want to ask everything about quarantine, but I want to know what your, I mean, I personally do, do know a lot of these answers, but can you just tell everyone what your past work experience was like before quarantine? Yeah, I mean, I worked at Refinery29 for three and a half years mm-hmm. as a, I started as an intern and then worked my way up to be a producer and on-camera personality, and I quit my job in February, so maybe like a month before quarantine. And how do you think, and we'll get into Let's Fucking Day, but how do you think that experience really helped you be able to launch this? Because we'll get into all of that and the viewership and everything, but how do you think that helped you really have the courage And I like to not use the word courage, but the courage and bravery to like leave and know that you're going to create something good for yourself. I don't want to say better than anyone else, but good for you, but good for what Serena wanted. Yeah. I mean, I was stuck in my apartment and I actually have a video of me and I'm going to be releasing it soon. It's a video of me on March 13th crying, being like, I don't know what to do. I just quit my job. I don't have a boyfriend. My roommate left. I can't see my parents. This is fucking scary. What is this pandemic? And really feeling like, incredibly if you hear waves crashing it's because i'm on i'm on the beach guys so lovely same thing but i really was like ridden with and paralyzed with fear and then i talked to my therapist and he was like you know there's two types of people there's people that like are gonna just sit and you know kind of wait around to see if this ends or others that are gonna look at it dead face be like this is the new normal like let's fucking go and i was like obviously i'm not gonna sit around and wait and i've seen a lot of people not just content creators but friends that kind of like switch jobs and they're like well just wait till after like i'm so glad that literally i cried and then the next day i was like let's get to work and i really like i'm very appreciative of the experience because I found that something that had held me back was just like my social life. And, you know, I'm 26 years old. I love to go out. And right. like, that's also part of the brand. But I found that it distracted me a lot. Like I, you know, hangovers aren't fun as we get older. And, you know, I just felt like being alone in my apartment, focusing, like, just like laser focused. It's like, it's, it's absolutely what I need to the point that now it's like, you know, I'm in Fire Island right now. And then like, I can't wait to go back home tomorrow and just like sit in my apartment and work because that's just, I realize that's how I really become really creative. The more limitations you have, the more you're able to think outside of the box. So the fact that I didn't have like, you know, a camera person or like my typical hair and makeup or whatever, or like, or friends or anyone to hold the camera, then I was like, okay, so what can I make that is just me? Like only me that I, I, that I can be in control of everything. Amazing. And then I can get out quickly. So that ended up being a live show. And it's just so crazy, the timing. I remember when you quit um, or you left Refinery and I was like, and then three weeks later, COVID happened. And I was like, well, I literally was like, good time to, to leave, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful I left when I did. Literally, I like, it, it was like t- yeah. timing. I, I feel like you believe this too. Like timing is everything. And like everything. it worked out so, I don't want to say in your favor, it worked out so well for you. Yeah, I just also just, like, I I think you need to listen to your gut, and I knew it was the right time to leave, and then, like, I was, like, okay, like, I'm in my apartment, like, let's fucking go, and I I think it's, like, I tried things that I never would have tried, like, I, like, I, I really, like, opened up and, like, let people into my life in a way I hadn't before out of fear. And I have so much to bring up about that, that I don't want you to go too deep into yet, because I want to, like, ease people into this a little bit. So you were one of the few people I saw actually fully quarantine alone, like for how many, for two months, right? Would you say two months, 
three full months alone, like you did not see, except like your door people, <laughs> like your door men. Like I saw, I would say, I mean, I'm not like, yes, I saw a couple people. Like I have, at some point someone came to do my hair, but for so, the, like, I wasn't like social. I just have to give you mad props because I've been quarantined with my boyfriend who I feel lucky. I did get COVID and I was lucky to have him. I actually made him leave for two weeks. Cause I was like, you don't deserve to be here. This isn't your problem. But I'm really curious because you were one of the only people I saw quarantine alone. What did you learn from that experience? And I know it's not baking banana bread. I know that shit is not for you. But what did you learn from being alone that much? Because that's something that a lot of people will never experience again. I loved it. I mean, I'm an only child of divorced parents. I've, I spent a lot of time in my life alone. Like, I just did because mm-hmm. I, my mom also, like, really sleeps late, and I'm such an mm-hmm. early morning person that, like, I just remembered when I was really young, like, I, on Saturday mornings, I would wake up at, like, 6 a.m., and my mom would wake up until noon. And so mm-hmm. I really had to, like, find a way for me to entertain myself. And honestly, like, obviously there was times where I was like, ah, like, I miss this. And I think that a lot later, like, maybe a month ago like after quarantine ended I realized how lonely I was but you know it's kind of like fight or flight like I'm a survivor so like, 100% like make it fucking work and honestly like what I learned is that I'm way more focused when I'm alone on my work and that I really don't need anyone but myself mm-hmm. and technology and my privilege and like you know where I live like allowed me to be really hyper connected with people you know I think that like social distancing it's a weird term because you're right we're not physically together but I felt more connected with people that I ever had in my life because all of a sudden we're like well we all have time now. and and I I have a connected question so we'll get to that because I obviously I mean I felt super connect even my mom felt really connected to you like the fact that like my mom Mother who isn't an Instagrammer was like, what's Serena doing on Friday nights? I'm like, I'll tell, I'll debrief you, mom. I'll tell you how to put it on the screen for you. So I want to get into Let's Fucking Date because that is what really launched and in my opinion, took the world by Stormy Webster. Like straight up, like I was like, I remember when you first did it and I was like, this is cool. This is interesting. Like seeing who pops in, like which one of your friends comments, Lonzi Bear. I saw her a bunch. We were what? And then it just became like an every Friday night activity. It was like, no, I'm not watching what's on on Friday nights live. I'm watching this live because one, this was before lives weren't held for 24. This was when lives were held for 24 hours. So it was like, oh, if I miss it, then like I'll see it in an hour. But then things fully shifted, which I want to get into. But what was it like for you to like get to that place where like everyone Friday night was like, oh, my God. Like, we're going to watch Let's Fucking Date, Let's Fucking Date. Because you didn't even come out with Let's Fucking Date till like, a month in, right? You were just doing it no, from your account. Right. No, no, was I it? Oh, oh, sorry, the Instagram? Yeah, no. Yeah, right. that's what I meant, I, the Instagram. I, doing, I did it for, I think I did it for two episodes, Let's Fucking Date for two episodes. And then someone said, this is your show. So one of my good friends was, like, launched an Instagram account. I hired my friend, who I, is amazing at social, and I was like, we're really making this into a show, we're building a community, we're getting great, great how does it feel? I mean, it's, you know, it's funny, because on one hand, it's so mind-blowing, but on the other hand, it's like, 100% was my destiny. Like, everyone it feels always, like, like it. Everyone always told me, like, you should go on The Bachelor, da, da. and like, okay, so I had my dad, who's like, don't be an actress, and then I had my mom, who's uh, on the, the head of development for Unscripted at MTV VH1. So she's like never gone on reality television. You'll never have control. Like you're, you're never, you'll, you never know how you're going to hundred percent. So I had parents that are like, don't do this. So I was like, okay, so I can't be an actress and I can't be a reality star. What am I going to do? So I was like, but I love to be a performer. So what I did was I 
created something where I'm literally in control of everything, like everything. Like I'm in control of, you know, who the dates are at the end of the day because I pick a producer who picks them. Right. I am in control about the social of the show. I'm in control of the lighting, camera, sound, hair and makeup, the outfits, you know, like who I am, like if I want to, you know, tap out and like exit the date. So it's like, it's so my show and it's so empowering as a woman to have created something that it's like, this is my show. This is my life. No one else has a say in it. And, and really you know, invested. Everyone is, is incredible. Obviously it's incredible. Like, oh my I, God. And we'll, whole- we'll get into the investment, the invested yeah. people like Andy, like love him nearly dearly. He should work for, is that how he says his name? Um, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really quickly before we get into that also, like what is, what was like the behind the scenes work of all of this? Cause we see like the glamour, the gorgeous, the you, the everything, but like, was it like in quarantine and in all of this, was it hard to like find producers, find like people to help you gather these dates and whatnot? Like I personally, I'm never, I've had a boyfriend for four years. This is how we met in the bathroom line talking about boys. Literally guys, this is how we met. Um, so I haven't been on like a dating app or dated in such a long time. So I think that's why I like literally live for this. I'm like, if she doesn't choose this person, I'm like, this person is, I literally, you have comments for me. I'm literally like, this is how I feel about this. My mom feels this way. Like what was the process like behind the behind the scenes that like no one ever will, you know, no one will ever see. And you don't have to mention everything, but I was just curious from when it changed, like from when it grew, when it starts really like grow. In the beginning, it was actually a lot of people bowing out, like canceling last minute. Like I think the first really days, not Jake. Jake obviously didn't. But the Jake first, obviously the did first not. First date we actually haven't even put on the Instagram account yet, which we're gonna do at some point. But my jaw's the first dropped. Date was like a really last minute thing, and the whole point was like I really didn't want to know who these guys are. I really wanted to be like divorced from the of process. Course. But then again, it's like my show, so I think that the like the scariest thing is has always been like scrambling because it is a very difficult thing to ask a man to go on a live dating show where everyone is always going to be on my side. Really be hypercritical of that, and like you can tell when they're reading the comments. I know. And like, I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. So what I really try to do with my community is like the whole point of this show is like to, to really portray dating in a positive way and to show that like dating can be fun and it doesn't have to be like the fucking bachelor where like the whole point is to get married and to get engaged and fall in love. It could just be to like get to know people. Just to go on a first date. And to feel empowered. Exactly. So I've been really trying like, you know, with the community and I think the comment section is obviously super fun. Everyone gets to comment and everyone gets to play God. They get to say like, Serena asked this or this or that, or we found tea or whatever. But I really do like something that is so important and intrinsic to the show is the fact that it's a positive show. Right. And like, I want it to be positive. And have I made mistakes along the way? Absolutely. But it's like, it's so funny because it's like, I, no one, no one understands what I did this season. Like, the bit, betches love this copied me, whatever that girl might understand. But, Fuck that. But like, she doesn't get, the, they don't get the nearly as much viewership as I do. But no one will understand what this experience was like for me. Well, people understand The Bachelor, of course, because there's a million Bachelor and Bachelorettes. But like, this experience was the most wild experience for me because I was in charge of fucking everything. Like, I'm not only on the date, I have my producer texting me, being like, next question, ah, like, go here, whatever. Then I'm monitoring the amount of people watching, monitoring the comments, and I'm also like the host of the show. Like and how are and and like I know I I know I can tell that I'm also like in this world as you see my like iPad and my phone over here. How are you able to like like stay focused like straight up? Like for me, I'm like, how did she like? 
I would like, like for me, I, I just don't know how you kept it together. Like if you had people texting you and then you're focusing on a date, I'm like, how did she do that? Because first of all, I've had so much experience with live. When I was at Refining 29, I was on the live team for two years. I was producing 60 assets a month of live content. That's two a day. Like I was like very much, I've been trained at this. I've been trained as a host. I've been trained to do all of this. This is like not a surprise that this is something that I felt comfortable doing. Right. But like, you know, I'm getting exhausted. And between us, I don't know when this is going to air. But the It's show, airing tonight. This is airing tonight. Okay, then I'm not going to say anything. But the show is <laughs> Season one is coming to a close. That okay. shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Because I've noticed, I watched back the episodes and I'm like, damn, like I'm fucking tired. I've done this for three months. Like literally July 3rd, it'll be three months since I've done this. Like, you know, all things need to stop so I can reset, think about it. Absolutely. Future plans for the show. We're definitely trying to sell the show. We're trying to get money behind it. I mean, it's a fucking amazing show. I'm amazing. No shit. Would be great to have actual support though. You know, like I'm still down. To be well, like be picked up by a network, like that kind of support. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I want to get into you. You keep leading me into the exact questions that I'm going to ask, which I fucking love. Okay. So now let's get into the lives because it was obviously better than the bachelor, which we just mentioned Chris Harrison. I'm sorry, but I'm on to Serena Kerrigan and let's fucking date. So let's fucking date was so much more relatable than the bachelor, obviously, because who comes out of a car every day and goes into a mansion with 12 girls. It just is very unrelatable. It makes for good TV for sure. But what I loved about Let's Fucking Date was that it was so relatable. I had so many of my friends who are single being like, oh my God, like even when you were coming on my podcast, they were like, can you ask her for some advice on this and this and this? I'm like, I'll get to that. But like, what made you, okay, so sorry, I got turned, I just got moved over the way, the wrong way. But there were moments that the show was hysterical. There were moments where it was heated, like heated, Mm -hmm. like heated, heated, heated. And at those moments, which are super, super real, what did you feel like having thousands of people watch live and have your producers texting you and having to be focused on this date and probably having people like repost your stories, which is like me, um, like that's a lot of fucking shit to deal with. And then the, like no pressure, but like knowing that like you're being compared to The Bachelor or whatever, that kind of vibe or dating show vibe, yeah, you don't. You don't look at. You don't pay attention to anyone but yourself. I never compared myself to Bachelor. Obviously, it's so easy to do that because that is like the number one dating show in America. But I never did because I was like, this show is my show, Duh. and and I'm talent, and no one's ever gonna like. So I think that like the way to deal with pressure, the only pressure that I feel is the one that I put on myself, right? Because I always want to outdo myself. I always want to have. 4,000 concurrent viewers, 5,000 concurrent viewers. I want to like blow up the Instagram. Like it's always about me and myself. It's never really about anyone else. Um, and I don't do it for other people. And like, I think what's interesting now is like, I took the date, one of the dates that I met online out and met him in real life. And it was the first time I did that. And I did a little tease video. And yeah. Yesterday I actually went live and one of my, someone commented like, why did you wait so long to talk to us about this? Cause I gave them a little rehash and I was like, you know, it's funny because it's like, I don't fuck, I don't owe anyone anything. Why? Totally. But, but, but I have, and I said, I said, you know, I didn't because this is real life. Like the show was like, yes, it's entertainment, whatever. But when I took it from virtual to real, one, I have to respect the person's privacy. And two, I wanted to really reflect on how I felt about the date before I was like telling and talking about it. Thousand percent. And, and my mom was watching the live in the other room and she came out and I was like, was I okay? And she was like, I thought you really put the guy on blast. And I was like, I really don't. I, and I didn't. I had someone else co-sign and <laughs> agree. But, but I was like, but this is the thing. Like, 
if you're dating me now, especially from the show, I think it would be different if I met a guy on Hinge and he's like, I don't like Instagram, like whatever. That's a conversation. But when you date an influencer, when you date someone who's now a public facing person, by the way, this is new for me because when I went to quarantine, I had like, I was a micro influencer, whatever. And now my audience is way higher. And way oh higher yeah. Weeks. Oh so, yeah. Okay, that's also weird. I feel like there are very few people that went into quarantine into, as something and came out the other. A hundred percent. So it's a, it's kind of new for me to navigate this of like, what do I share? What do I not share? How much is like, it's very confusing. It's extremely confusing. And I'm just taking it one step at a time. I think that undersharing in terms of like that specific example was better because then I can, you know, tease and reveal. Absolutely. But like, I just cannot believe how invested people are like invested. Like I go on my Facebook group that I created, it's called SF crew. And there's just like, posts and posts and comments and discussions about my love life and I'm like oh my god like I think there's they're more invested than I am because for me like as much as like I love the show and like was I looking to meet people yeah, absolutely that's not fake it's like for me it's like I'm so focused on creating this brand creating this my career that I'm like you know like yes I think about it but I'm like you know if, if it if it works out great if not next like I want to make money like I don't like I will find my person and I've seen you be like next (laughs) like everyone who has watched has seen you be like next and I just need to ask this but what was the what was your thoughts on the change from the 24-hour live to it being like only live like how did, did that help or hurt you um, you know, I have to say, well, it was two things. I think it helps because I think people were like, fuck, let's tune in. Right. And I think it, it, uh, it, people were more likely to tune in. I do feel bad. The only people that I, but the one thing is like the after show. So the after show was something that I didn't want to keep permanent on the feed because I felt like if I'm asking big celebrities to, to give me their two cents, they might not want, they might not feel as comfortable being unfiltered if they think that it's going to be there forever. She said that exactly. So the one, so the thing about the after shows before, like we keep for 24 hours, I feel the most bad for my international audience that are in West Nigeria and Singapore and Europe. And like, I mean, it's unbelievable how fucking international this show is. That's amazing. Crazy. I would love to see like those, like the the stats of like where they're coming from. No, it's not. So, so that's kind of the only bummer. But in terms of, you know, I, I think it did create also a sense of urgency that people were like, oh shit, we have to watch. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I definitely was like, when that happened, I was like, okay, so Friday nights are dedicated to this. Exactly. But I was just curious, like, just on a, you know, analytical side point, like, how that affected this whole thing, if it did at all. And I have to ask, what were your emotions, like, upon entering those lives? Like, would you, like, freak out before, or would you, like, like, would you meditate before? Like, what were you doing before these things? Because it's a lot of people. I know you're alone, but it's still, like, it feels like, it must still feel like People. Yeah, no, I mean, I, my ritual was always, like, I, I, I found that, like, what would really, like, excite me and calm me down was just always getting ready, like, doing my makeup, doing my hair, having my outfit, like, that really made me always feel really, like, in the zone. Um, to be honest with you, like, I'm someone who's really good at live. I'm really good at, like, on the go, like, thinking on your feet. I'm not someone who does a lot of prepare, preparing at all, like, at all. I love that um, about you, though. That's what, that's so what I'm going to get I just, into like, next. I kind of went in with a fresh friend, like, what would I be, like, on a blind date? Like, I would really not know anything. And I think that that kind of loosened me up and like made me more open-minded and just kind of let me be myself. The problem is, is as the show went on, I felt like if I didn't come prepared with newer, fresher questions, it would feel very repetitive. Like this isn't 
just a fucking first date. This is also a TV show. So I can't be repeating on the 20th episode, like, yes, SFK stands for Serena fucking Kerrigan. I'm doing, like, I can't. So then as that's how I started to get more tired a little bit. And also more, like, I just, I, I, I'm at my end. Right yes I, know, which I love it and like it's crazy that it's just growing all the fucking time but but like I, I mean like I never used to date this much in my life <laughs> and it's also so consistent like ever like I, I hardly went on first dates before like ever so it's like I went from not really going on first dates at all to literally going on th- two or three dates a week for three months I mean like ah, it's fucking tiring how do you feel? Actually, I want to ask you this. So your viewers have become so invested. And how does that make you feel knowing you've built such an amazing community of people? And I consider myself one of them because I'm an SFK fucking lover. Like, till the That's end. I mean, I made my mom and my sister. Like, my well, sister is obsessed with you. My mom is like, I know let's talk about fucking. parents involved is amazing. Too. My mom. Also, you're from Argentina and my mom's from Colombia. Yeah. So she's like, oh, my God, she has her own show. Um, but how was that knowing that you really created like not just an audience, but I'm sure like you and I message back and forth. Like, I'm sure you have that with many of people, which is also probably why you're tired because it takes a lot out of you. But how does it feel knowing like you just SFK Serena fucking Kerrigan built this, like, I don't know how many viewers the other day. I think it was like 3000, but that's 3000 motherfucking people. It's actually more than that because there are 3000 accounts. So think about all the people. Yeah, that, it's just, it's, yeah, like, I'm not even that good with, like, the live uh, understanding right. that whole side, but uh, it's just so crazy. Yeah, it feels, you know, it's funny. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I have a very difficult time celebrating my wins. I'm always on to the next thing. I'm like, great. Okay, so season one is basically done. What are we doing for season two? How are we going to sell this show? What's next for me? I need to come up with something else because now, like, No, you need to celebrate with. yourself. So I can't, like, Am I so extremely fucking happy? Absolutely. But I am very much a momentum maker, believer. Like, you gotta keep going. You gotta find the next thing. So, no time to celebrate. What's the next thing? Let's go. That's always kind of on the forefront of my mind. Absolutely. Which is really, really smart of you, staying ahead of the game. But I hope you take a moment to always, you're a a peace seeker and, like, take care of yourself. I think the thing that I'm most proud of is that I was working at Refinery29 and I felt as though, even though I pitched so many shows and I hosted so many things, I was never taken seriously as a talent. And I knew that regardless of whatever I fucking did, they would never invest in me with resources, with time, with putting me on things, whatever, they were never gonna do it. So I was like, the only person that's ever gonna do it is me. And so, yeah, I can't believe that I left my job and I created a hit show in a completely new medium that no one's ever done before. In a fucking pandemic. Yeah, but it's like, it goes to show you that if you believe in yourself, and I knew, I was like, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to be a star of a show, I'm going to make it happen. But the only person that, and this is the thing for me, like, I hate waiting. I hate waiting on someone else to tell me what to do. I just want to fucking do it. And so that was the thing, like, like, you have to believe in yourself, and if you want something, you have the power to make it happen. You want a sick body for summer? Wake up the f- and fucking do the work. 100%. You want to start a podcast? Wake up and fucking do the work. You want a TV show? Wake up and fucking do the work. So many people, so many industries overcomplicate success to make it seem like, you know, and, and, and by the way, I say this with a huge grain of salt because I am white. I have white privilege. I, you know, am upper middle class. I get that. There's a lot of things that put me very closer to the finish line than others. I, I, I get that, but 
I do believe that if you want something bad enough, you have the ability to make it happen. And that's what the brand is about. And I couldn't agree more with you with that. And I wonder if a part of that is that we both have parents who are from another country who work so fucking hard. My mom's in real estate. And, you know, I had a job. She made me work from the point I was fifth, like the second that you were legally allowed to work. And I I just had to mention that because I feel like having Latino parents definitely, you know, being for, are you first generation? Yeah. Me too. 100%. And I, I mean, yeah, and my grandparents are immigrants and my dad paid his way through school. I mean, like, Absolutely. I, my parents, the three of us all were in our separate apartments working during quarantine alone for three months. The three of us were doing the same thing. I'm a hundred percent a product of my parents, of their work ethic, but I really want to inspire people to like, to show them like the only person you need in your life is yourself. And like, I will not settle for like, that's the thing with the, the show. They're like, what happened to this? What happened to that? I'm like, to be honest, there was not really anyone that I'm like, Oh my God, like, holy shit. Like you're the one. And that's okay. That right. It was a failure. It means that I choose myself first. Also, Serena, you're 26. You don't need to find the one. Like, you don't want. You don't want. You don't yeah. want to find the one yet. Believe don't me, you don't want to find the one yet. And it's amazing what you're doing. And I have to ask you, what was the biggest learning experience of this show thus far? That. I mean, this is going to kind of be sounding crazy from the Queen of Confidence. It's, but that, that's like, what I want. I think the biggest thing for me was that, like, wow, like, people really do want to date me. And, yeah. Wait, I wish anyone could see me. My hands are tripping my heart. You're so cute. Why would you ever think that not not that? Like, why would you ever feel the other way? Because the queen of confidence is a total... The, The reason this this brand is a reaction to my childhood, my upbringing, my college years and just because I'm the queen of confidence doesn't mean that I don't struggle and I think that before this show I was seeing someone quote unquote my current boyfriend who totally goes is this the one that we talked about in the bathroom no but that's another that's another person that again it's like didn't want you know and there's obviously like a lot of people that you know so it was interesting and I also as a defense mechanism didn't go on a lot of dates because I was like you know, didn't want to be rejected. Of course I had this show and not only have men want to date me period, but also date me in front of a live audience. And like, you know, I think that that was something really interesting about the Bumble episode that my mom mentioned. She was like, it was amazing that I went on multiple dates and they were like, all of them were like, I love how confident you are. Like, it's so sick. And like, I was like, whoa. I love the Bumble date. Right. So I was like, okay, wow. Like people actually like really do think I'm attractive and cool and whatever. I feel like a lot of my, like a lot in the past four years before this, like because I was really trying to figure out what SFK was, what this brand was, like, it came off a lot more, like, extra and, like, uh, like a lot. Not mm-hmm. that people, but right. it's, like, I couldn't really, like, like, what is it? And now that I really, like, mastered what is my identity, what is my brand, what is my purpose, what is my company, it's, like, people are, like, it's fucking sick and, like, I want to date you and I'm, like, calm down. But I, I can't. First of all, that. I want to date you and I'm... I have a very serious boyfriend. Um, but, like, yeah, your confidence is just beyond. And I can't even believe you would think that people wouldn't. But I get the idea of, like, you being, like, I know myself. I know what I want now. And now this is leads me to my next question. Now with people actually leaving their homes, now that we're allowed to do that and live a real live life, not just, like, us mm-hmm. talking on Insta- not on Instagram, what are um, – like some pieces of advice that you would give people now that you have done this and like really figured Serena out and what are you going to take that into your like real, real life dating life? Um, again, like never waver, never be, never settle. Like, I think it's just like, if you don't like something next, also be, 
be like ruthlessly and fiercely yourself. I found that before I'd go on dates and I wanted to go so well that mm-hmm. I was like, ha, like that's so funny that you drink beer. Like, no, it's literally not. Like, why am I, what is wrong with me? It's getting me to recognize myself. So it's like, be your fucking self. And also, honestly, like, I don't really have any interest in going on a first date unless we, we FaceTime first. Because it saves you so much fucking time. It just does. And is that something you would have never even, like, considered before this? No, I just didn't date. Because I didn't want to waste my time. Because my time is, time is the most valuable thing on this planet. And now are you so excited to date? No. As we discussed, I'm exhausted. No, I know you're exhausted, but I meant, like, when all of, when you get some you time and you re-come back, but, like, when you go back out into the world, yeah, that's what I meant, like, when you're, like, have you time. Definitely. I'm excited to date not in front of live audience. Let's put it that way. I'm excited for you, too. So how has the SFK tribe grown? I mean, personally, everyone I know, my friends, my mom, my sister, everyone watches. Obviously, I have a funny story with my mom. One time you were on a live, I think it was two months ago, a month and a half ago, and you're saying to a guy like, oh, you fuck. And my mom was like, what? And I was like, no, no, no. She means like that fucks. And she's like, I still don't know what that means. And I was like, it means like, it's cool. Like it's like, there, it's like, it's, it's dope. Like it's cool. And she was just like, literally even now I'm like, said, she's from Colombia and she says fuck really weird. She'll be like that fucks. And I'm like, what mom? I'm um, really going to get a trademark. I think you really, you honestly, you really should. I've never on first of all, I I've tried to say it and I'm like, I think everyone's confused by me. Like you are like the person who says, and I need you to just say it out loud right now that box yes Yes. so I just want to know from you how has SFK tribe grown how have you felt like closer to your community is there is there anything that you felt that you did that you changed that grew it deeper that you you know maybe responded to more people that you know even having even having random people on your lives and being getting their input 100%. 100%. I mean, I think, first of all, it's the SF crew, not tribe. Oh, sorry. Uh, just, no, no, you're fine. We just we gave it a name. I let them choose their name. Um, Amazing. I, I felt like I really connected them through actually going live, not even let's fucking date. Although, obviously, that too, because they come in and I let them come in on the after show and give me their opinion. Which, by the way, like, whatever dating show you've seen where, like, someone from the audience gets no to one. give their opinion to the group. Right, now. Uh, which is another reason I think the show worked was that the audience felt like it, they had agency over the show. They had agency over what happened. Um, and yeah, I think that a lot of like my lives, like I just felt like I let, I was alone in my apartment. So they became kind of like the best friend. And I felt like that's how they feel about me too. And I think I'm just like, now that I really understand what my brand is and, you know, I do a lot of confidence coaching. I have clients. I, you know, my TikTok is a way to you know, appeal to like a younger audience and really help them with their confidence. So yeah, I mean like the whole brand is about, uplifting other people so like it doesn't surprise me that I have a real crew a real like tons and tons of people that are like obsessed because it's really about them like yes of course I'm this pillar but really I think it's like when they see me they're like oh that's who I can be like a hundred percent a hundred thousand percent and I can tell you I'm a I don't know if you know this but I'm a yoga instructor and I have a lot of girls who look up to you like majorly and their biggest question was like ask SFK how I can date better or be better. And I was like, I know the answer already. Be yourself 100%. But, but what would you give advice to, let's say a 24 year old girl right now, navigating the new, the new dating world. Cause it is different. It's First gonna date, be, just put yourself out there. Put yourself out but there. Dude, people. Don't, 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 don't take it for, seriously. You have your whole life out of you. I'm like, you'll meet your person and just don't just, just gotta work on yourself. But really before that, I would just like 
what is your career? How are you going to make money? How are you going to be financially independent? Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And last thing from me, and then you can take the floor and just say whatever last things you want. Can you just tell us the date, and you don't have to say the person, but the date that you were most pleased with? We don't need to go into any negatives because that's just not my vibe of who I am. I also would love for you to continue letting us, letting the people know um, how to how to hold your utensils properly because that was one of my favorite things. I literally, my boyfriend is someone who holds his spoon like, like literally like that, and I'm like, no. No, exactly. And I love him so much. He's so lucky. I love him so much. But it's like th- stuff like that that I was like, Justin, no. did you hear her? Did you, did you, did you, did you yeah, miss that part? That's like a major, major. Um, and also, like, what can we look forward to next? I know you've put stuff out there, but from your own words. What was the first question? Um, the first question was, what, what date were you most pleased with? You don't need to say the person, oh, but you can just, was, if you no, can I just. Will. Okay. It was, I think my favorite date was Val, the second date, the painting date. I thought that was such a good date. It was such great TV, but you couldn't even make it up. Like, I couldn't even, like, like that was so amazing and we really connected. And it's such a bummer that we fell apart. But that's also what made the show so good. It really did. I mean, my sister and I could go on and on about Val. Like, we deeply could. And that's also the thing about this this show is, like, we can go back and just, like, go back and, like, be like, let's go back to date number three. That was a it's good so time crazy. in our lives. Um, so- but, no, yeah, I just think I, – I love that you did put, like, general – like, things that guys should be looking at, like, general manners. Like, little things that, like, guys wouldn't potentially be like, oh, I should maybe consider that next time I take a girl out for dinner. Maybe I should, like – Hold my shit. So, like, you just literally fucking Google it. Okay. I'm not like a fucking like person. Like, literally, it's like, it's, it's, it should be what your parents teach you. A hundred percent. And that's also a very Latina lifestyle to be very, have manners. So, when you. Anyone should, everyone should have manners. No, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. But, like, that was just embedded in me hard. So, that was all that I had for you. And I really wanted you to take the floor for a moment and just give people, like, SFK vibes, SFK ending feelings. What your I want you to enjoy your summer. I want you to go on the beach and go frolic and take your phone and leave it in the bathroom or something. Oh, I'd say, like, you know, what's next for me is really just building this company. Um, It's called SFK LFG LLC. Duh. Straight (laughs) fucking Kerrigan, let's fucking go, LLC. And I really, like... It was such a big moment for me because one, I just had literally quit my job less than six months ago. And two, like the company really is about what we talked about earlier. Like SFK is someone, someone I created to make me feel confident. Mm-hmm. She embodies the w- woman that I think everyone should want to embody in their own way. What is, what are the values that she, she's unapologetically herself. She's like larger than life. She loves the life. She's so unwavering. Like she's so direct, but she's also curious, open-minded. That's SFK. And then let's fucking go. Like, I was like, that's how we bring it. It's like, that's how it becomes a community. It's about lifting each other up. Like, the let's is such an important word. Like, let's, we are together. We totally. Together make dreams happen. We're going to lift each other up and support each other. So I'm so proud of that company name because it was like, I had to convince a lot of people about the LFG. They're like, what? There's so many letters. SFK, LFG, LLC, what? But it's so like, you. But it's me and it's also kind of tongue in cheek. And also like if you're, if I'm in a meeting with a major fucking investor and he's like, sorry, so what's your company name? I'm like SFKLFG and he's like, what does it stand for? Serena fucking Kerrigan, let's fucking go. You bet your ass he's paying attention. And that's what the brand is. hundred thousand percent. And you like so empower that. And honestly, I have to say like, you've even empowered me to just be like a little bit like stronger, fiercer, like whatever it may be. And listen, I am somebody who's very confident in my own skin. I am a hard worker. I... 
I, I love who I am, personally. Yeah. I, 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 I really do. But you also, like, you put into perspective that, like, some people don't like certain things that I do, but that's fine. I like what I do. And, like, I hope, other, I, hope, I hope people, like, see that in that, that it's okay to be yourself. And it's okay for people not to like you also. And, like, we, you're yeah, right. Yeah. We can't please everyone. So why yeah. try? Why not enjoy your life and do exactly what you did, which is give everyone a fucking chance. Give exactly. it a chance. Exactly, babe. You got it. Boom. You're there amazing. You Thank you so you much for too. coming on. You are the sweetest. This is so lovely. And I'm, I'm super excited to I, listen. Absolutely. And I am so excited for you to go really relax and enjoy this time. And thank you for being of quarantine entertainment straight up. And I'm so excited to see what's next. You know, I'll be following along and maybe we'll, we'll do a follow-up episode once that comes Super up. Down. Anytime. Pues I love you so much. Te quiero mucho. Besos. Besos. Bye, babe.